I like watching the National Football League. What do you like to do? Oh, I like to pray to Mecca seven times a day. Oh, well, how do you feel about the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, never heard of them. How do you feel about Allah? Well, I heard of Allah, but I'm not sure how I feel about him exactly. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Slate's What Next podcast is talking about the refugee crisis caused by the Russia-Ukraine war. It's a good podcast. I mean, it has lots of facts that I like. Um, I mean, every episode is trying to find an angle to, you know, falsely accuse people of racism. But still, their facts are rock solid. So the first one is that Ukraine refugees are heading west, um, I guess, ten times of them per day compared to Syria. Like, you know, Europe was going, oh my God, look at all these Syrian refugees. Well, right now there's 10 times as many per day from Ukraine. And so Europe's kind of welcoming these people. They're welcoming the Ukrainians more. Now, is this just racism? I mean, we'll get to that. But the thing about refugees, like these kind of refugees, you have a war and then like everyone gets the hell out. Well, the answer is the first people to get out are the rich and educated people. Like, you know, on same thing in Syria, Syria was not a shithole country as bad as, you know, it was nothing like Iraq. It was real nice compared to Iraq. I mean, it, it's now a wasteland, but, but Syria had a good chunk of like middle class educated people. And I think so does Ukraine. Let's see how to put it. So say you got 20 European countries and all of them got to take in, you know, 100,000 refugees. Well, you want the first 100,000. And if you can't get them, you want the second 100,000. If you can't get them, you want the third 100,000, etc. You don't want the last ones to get out, you know. I mean, just think, you know, just, I don't know, to be uh, a little extreme. Like, just imagine that you're uh, retarded or mentally ill. I mean, you know, you're going to be the last person to get out. And if you're a European country, you don't want, you know, let, 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 let your neighbor take the Down syndrome and the mentally ill people. And you will take all the doctors and engineers. And that's basically the same thing with the Syrians. The first Syrians that got out of there, they were doctors. They were engineers. Now, Ukraine is not letting the men out. So, you know, maybe you're getting the wife of the doctor. You're getting the wife of the engineer. But let me tell you, that's still a good thing. That's going to be a law-abiding citizen who makes the country better that they go to. I mean, wives of doctors, they may not have a job, but they're educated. And they can go get a job if they have to. I mean, they can show up on time for work, for instance. So the Syrian war, I guess that was 2015. Germany took in one million Syrians. I think they just came out and said, we're going to take a million, and then they did. And Germany's nicer than the country, you know, I don't know, out of Syria, right? You go through Turkey, you go through who knows what. You go through countries that are worse than Germany on your way to Germany. So Germany's like, we'll take a million, and Turkey's like, fine, head on through. Don't stay here. Head on through. That's fine. And like I've said before, like in America, immigration, illegal or legal, um, it helps the rich, it hurts the poor, you know. If you ain't got no skills, now you're competing a bunch against immigrants who don't have skills. It hurts low-wage workers. But if you're rich, it just makes the economy hum right along, which is great for you. Like, you know, if you're a lawyer, if you're an American lawyer, you're not competing with the Guatemalans that come across the border. But those Guatemalans, you know, they just make the, the uh, economy hum, which is good for you. 
And so it's the same thing in Germany. I'm sure they didn't ask all the poorest Germans. You know, the, the people in power in Germany said, let's let a million of them in. And I think basically it's because, you know, America, we got, whatever, we got our southern border where we get all the immigrants we want. I mean, we let them in from around the world and whatever. And then we get even more than we want from the southern border. I think we, we let in maybe one to two million legal ones each year and then maybe one to three million illegal ones come in each year. It depends on the year in America. But Germany doesn't have all these extra immigrants. Um, I mean, you know, if you live in Hungary, it's a nice enough place. You're not, you're, not, you're not desperate to go over to Germany. So what Germany did was clever. I mean, America should do this with Ukraine right now. But what Germany did was clever. They said, we'll take, we'll take, we'll take a million right now. And so basically, they got the first million, the good million. They got the Syrian doctors, they got the engineers, they got, you know, the kids of doctors and the kids of engineers, which are also good. They're going to grow up to be doctors and engineers. And I'm sure with a million, you get some terrorists and whatnot in there too. But anyways, what you want, you definitely want the first million. And so they took the first million and I think, and then what it allowed them to do was to be like, okay, we got our million. We don't want no more. That million, that's more than anyone else is taking. So, you know. We're not racist. Basically, they can go and point a finger at every other country in Europe and say, we're not racist. We took a million. That's way more than you took. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if European countries try and grab the first bunch and then shift the rest onto their neighbors. And I guess the Europeans are they're passing some sort of law where you can live and work and you get health care and housing for three years. So that's pretty nice. And we'll see what happens. They're saying it could be up to 7 million Ukrainians moving into Europe, so can they put up that many? I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you what, America could use 7 million doctors and engineers right now. We put every single one of them to work yesterday. And I don't know if America's going to step up, but we really should be grabbing the first bunch too, because, you know, even when Ukraine goes gets fixed or the war ends or whatever, it ain't going to be nice as America or Germany or whatever. Once people come here, they're going to want to stay. And I will say, I knew some, uh, I, I've known some Ukrainian people. Uh, I knew these young men who were in an uh, electrician apprentice program. And that program had a whole bunch of Ukrainian, young Ukrainian men who were Christians. And there's some law left over from the Cold War. Because, you know, like the communist countries, they were supposed to be atheist. And so supposedly they would persecute the Christians. I mean, I, I think they did. I think they persecuted the Christians a little bit. I, don't know, I read an article. It was like, they would laugh at them, you know? They would they would tease you and laugh at you in class. It wasn't like they were stringing you up and killing you. Or at least, you know, by the 90s, which I think is when people I, the people I knew, like their parents came here in the 90s. Anyways, asylum. Most people do not qualify for asylum. If you're from Guatemala and you come across the Rio Grande or whatever, you do not qualify for asylum. But we had a rule, you know, there's rules. There's rules for who qualifies for asylum. And we had a rule that said, if you're a Christian that comes from a communist country, you're in. And so, for whatever reason, Ukrainians are big into being electricians, which is a good job. I mean, yeah, it's a good job. So they came over here, they were electricians, and then their kids, uh, you know, were in electrician apprentice stuff back in, I don't know, I guess it's about 2014. Another thing to say about communist countries, apparently men are the ones who fight. You know, they didn't say 
they didn't keep the, they didn't say the women in Ukraine had to stay and pick up a gun. They said the men. But what's interesting, I, I forget, I forget the name of all the countries. But basically, if you want to find countries with the most equality between men and women when it comes to when it comes to like high positions, like you know being CEOs of companies, it's all former USSR countries, probably Ukraine, Kazakhstan, whatever, Belarus. Because part of their communism thing, besides, you know, having everyone starve to death, uh, was that everyone was equal, you know? And if you were, whatever, if you were smart, then you should, whatever. Everyone should be equal. And so they, they applied that to men and women. And so I imagine a lot of these women, the first, you know, the first, the good, the good, the good group, the first group that gets out of Ukraine, the good group, women, they're probably not even wives of doctors and engineers. They're probably actually doctors and engineers themselves and CEOs and who knows what. All right, so like I say, obviously this whole thing is racist. Um, let me throw in a clip here from What Next. You can get what they think. Most refugee situations, host countries, host refugees, they sort of tolerate them, but they do not give them access to social benefits. And with, with two exceptions, do not allow them to work legally. So most refugees that have to work in the black market without authorization and live in very, very precarious situation, situations trying to make ends meet. I wonder if you look at that and you think, huh, it looks like European countries have learned their lesson or whether you think something else. I do think something else. It strikes me that it's not a lesson learned so much as seeing this as a fundamentally different kind of refugee crisis. They really do see themselves in Ukrainians. They see other people who are white, they see people who are Christian, they see people who are European. There are two ways you could interpret this. In one sense, it's very, very human to feel a connection to people who are similar to you. It's, it's automatic, it's easy. On the other hand, you might say there's a kind of racialized motivation going on. It's harder to see the humanity in people who don't look like you. I don't know, in Europe, maybe they're more racist than I think. I think they're more woke than you think in Europe. Depends on the country. So, you know, they're racist as hell against white people in some of the countries, and then probably some of the other countries are the old school kind of racist. I think when you're against, I think when your country borders non-white countries, those are the more racist ones, for some reason. But, you know, for me, I'd rather live next to a black doctor than a white meth head. And... I think a white doctor or a black doctor, that's equal. I don't care which one I would live next to. I think if I had the option between a black meth head and a white meth head, I'd probably choose the white meth head. You know, I would just, we'd have more to talk about probably. Maybe they played Dungeons and Dragons when they were kids. Maybe I decide to take up meth. You never know. But this kind of goes into that thing where people say diversity is our strength or, you know. Anyways, they've done studies. Go look up studies on it. The answer is diversity does not make things better. People don't like it. I mean, and it ain't white people. That, in fact, white people are the ones who like it the most. You know, in the history of the planet, America is the least racist country ever. And white people are the ones who, whatever, like diversity the most. But, you know, non-white, POCs, even BIPOCs, actually especially BIPOCs in America, they don't like diversity. I mean, well, you know, what they want is to have the same kind of person around them. You know, you want to... Talk to someone who has the same interests as you, or do you want to talk to someone who just 
you know, they may as well be from another world, another planet. I like watching the NFL. Oh, I like praying to Mecca seven times a day. I mean, you know, those conversations are just not as easy. So I guess what I'd say is, you know, white countries are getting quite woke. They uh, really believe in taking in immigrants and refugees. And so I guess if you get a chance to take in a bunch of white Christians, you might jump at it, right? Because whatever, because there's always some non-white, non-Christians heading your way. And if you get enough white Christians, you're like, hey, man, we can only take so many at one time. So that's what I'm going to be looking for uh, in this Ukraine-Russia war crisis refugee thing. be interesting to follow. So Poland is constructing a uh, half-billion-dollar wall between them and Belarus. That's the, that's the place that was shipping in Iraqis and then sending them to the Polish border a few months ago, I think. In a recent year, Poland let in 5,000 refugees, I guess immigrants. But now that it's uh, nice, clean, white Ukrainians, they let in 300,000 in a week. So the 1 million Syrians that went to Germany, it's interesting because Germany came out and said, we're not racist, we're going to let these, you know, we love, we love our brown brothers, we're going to let these Syrians in. But they didn't create a route, right? You got to go from Syria, you got to go through, I don't know, whatever. You got to go through uh, two, five countries or something before you get to Germany. And so Germany didn't do anything about that. Basically, the way you'd make it through that route was you would get smuggled. You had to pay a smuggler. So Germany was kind of like, if you got enough money to pay a smuggler to get to Germany, you're in. But boom, that's a good way to keep out the poor ones. I'm not saying keep out the poor ones. I'm just saying, if that's what if that's what someone wanted to do for some reason, that would be a good way of doing it. I think, you know, south of the border, a lot of them come in on smugglers. Maybe that's a... Maybe we're doing the same thing with, uh, yeah, south of the border immigrants. If you can't afford a smuggler, we don't want you. So the lady who studied this, she says that uh, the Syrians moving into Germany, they've been integrated well, and everyone sees it as a wonderful success. Now, they had to travel through these Eastern European countries to get there. I don't know. I don't know if they went through Ukraine, but countries like Ukraine, Eastern European, and those countries do not like refugees, immigrants. And so the, the host asked her, well, why don't they like them? I mean, the answer is because they're a bunch of racists, don't you know? But she's like, well, they, you know, they have this story that they're going to be terrorists. They're going to be violent to women. You know, and then she says, but actually they're just, you know, that's not true. It's just racism. But um, I'm like, I don't, I don't have the stats on hand. But I guarantee you, uh, people from Muslim countries are going to be violent against women. You know, are they going to be, they're, gonna, they're definitely going to be two times as violent against women. Are they going to be ten times as violent against women? Probably. Are they going to be a hundred times as violent against women? No, it's probably less than a hundred. But, you know, I mean, these are just... Whatever. These are things that you do not put number. If you're woke, you do not put a number to it. You don't say they're only 17 times as violent against women, so you're racist for not wanting them. Because any, you know, because numbers, whatever, numbers will uh, screw up the program. And I haven't heard of them lately. I think probably because the media has stopped talking about them. I think they've had a complete lockdown on any of this stuff. But uh, there was a bunch of cases. Well, a bunch. There were some famous cases. I think it was like the German New Year. And a bunch of, like, Muslim immigrants went out and just raped as many German women as they could get their hands on. I mean, it was a holiday. 
and they're attractive. I mean, I understand. But you don't hear about those things anymore. Does that mean, oh, they've, whatever. The people who like to rape have decided they don't like to rape anymore? Or is it because the media covers it up? Uh, I guess you can guess my guess. Alright, they're talking about it. This is the Nigel Farage. He was the Brexit guy in the UK. He said that because of Syrian refugees, um, Sweden is now the rape capital of Europe. And I remember that. Uh, and so she's, she's debunking that, I guess. And so part of it was that they had a change in the way they counted rapes. So the number of rapes shot up the same year that the Syrian refugees moved in. And then she says, yeah, it wasn't the Syrian refugees. I mean, I'm sure she's not lying. But, you know, then I'm like, well, who was it? Like, basically, was it the Muslims who are already living in Sweden? Or was it all the white Swedish men? Uh, she, doesn't, she doesn't say the race of the rapists, or the religion, I should say, of the rapists. But she seems to be convinced that it was not the Syrian refugees. So, regardless of the truth... A couple years later, people, you know, Germans, were not so happy about having a whole bunch of Syrians move in. And so Germany started paying Turkey to stop them. Stop them and keep them there in Turkey. So I looked up rape statistics in Sweden and um, people who are not born in Sweden, men who are not born in Sweden, commit six times as many rapes as Swedish men. So if every immigrant to Sweden is a Muslim, the Muslims only rape six times as much. Otherwise, the number is probably much higher. And then Syrians specifically, I don't know. They finish it off talking about, there's some video of like some black people, Africans, Africans, trying to get onto a train um, to leave Ukraine. And they got kicked off, you know, maybe a little bit violently. I'm not sure the whole story. I think it was a women and children train only, first off. And then Ukraine has that rule that no men can leave. Now, I don't know. You know, if you're a... Whatever. If you're an African in Ukraine for whatever reason, does that mean you get automatically led into the European Union? Or does that mean you automatically have to stay and fight the Russians? I don't know. So I looked it up. The rule is only Ukrainian men have to stay to fight... Um, so it was racism. Basically, the Ukrainians are like, okay, this train is for women and children. And then when a bunch of Africans showed up, and the rules are that the train really should be for women, children, and a bunch of Africans, uh, they didn't let them on. Well, and in fact, I think they let the African women on, but not the African men. So, women, children, African women, but not African men. That's racist. They're talking about Putin's strategy here. Uh, you know, the main one is he wants the natural gas about around Crimea. I made a podcast on that. The other one I haven't mentioned yet is that his popularity is low. And every time he starts a war, his uh, approval rating in Russia goes up. But as far as refugees go, he wants to, it may be that he wants to, um, whatever, call Western Europe racist. Or whatever. He wants to... Uh, it might be a good idea, like just like Belarus was sending in uh, Iraqis to Poland. You know, here you go. Hey, hey, Europe, here's 5 million, 10 million Ukrainian refugees. I hope you don't have any poor people with low skills in your countries because they're about to lose their jobs. 
which then gives him a little more leverage over the whole Ukraine war and people trying to jump in. It's like, how many refugees do you want? You know, how, how you you know, when poor people lose their lose their jobs to immigrants, they vote for the right wing uh, party. So you know, hey, do you want all your party, all your countries taken over by the right wing party? Oh, little Putin, you're so cute. Look at you trying to do stuff to Europe. Yeah, so they ended it off with some quotes of reporters who are like, oh, these Ukrainians, they're nice, they're educated. They have uh, relatives who live in the European Union. They're going to integrate well. And then the lady is summing it up with a little bit of sleight of hand. She's like, oh, people say that, you know, Africans and Iraqis aren't educated. And then she says, well, you know what? Syrians were super educated. And I'm sure the woke listeners to this podcast don't notice that sleight of hand there. But no amount of education for Syrians affects whether or not North Africans and Iraqis are educated. So, I mean, basically what she was saying there, you know, she's like, she's like, oh, I want you to falsely believe that Africans or North Africans, I'm not sure on that. Anyways, Africans and Iraqis are educated by, in the same sentence, switching it over to Syrians being educated. So, yeah, if you're woke, you just hear that, you're like, oh, they're all educated. This is all racism, etc. But if you're like me, when I hear her do that, I'm like, oh, so she is saying that Iraqis and Africans are not educated. And I'm like, I believe you, lady. I believe you when you say that Syrians are the only group out of those three things that are educated. Commentary Magazine podcast has a guest on who's in Hungary right now, Budapest. And so he's asked, you know, some of the Hungarian people, uh, you know, what's going on? What do they think? You know, we're a week into this war with uh, Russia and Ukraine. And obviously, it's the talk of the town. Now, I think Hungary, whatever, they're right in there next to Russia and Ukraine, um, or next to Russia. But they're not worried. They're not worried about Russian tanks coming in and pulling the, you know, they're not, they're worried, they're not worried about getting, uh, getting their ass Ukrained. I'm going to get some pipe-hitting brothers, a pair of pliers and a blowtorch. We're going to get Ukraine on your ass. <laughs> But one thing they're talking about is um, the number of refugees. They, uh, there's been 85,000 refugees come across into Hungary. And I'm not sure if they're next to Russia or next to Ukraine. Anyways, wherever they are, they've got 85,000 refugees so far. And they're getting 15,000 more refugees a day. I think their population is probably about like 10 million. So that would be like America getting a half million refugees a day. Like a whole year's worth of illegal immigration, uh, whatever, every few weeks. Sorry, every few days. But I guess they're not going crazy over that either. The thing that they're really worried about, like, you know, here in America, I'm worried about nukes, because that's the only thing that can affect me. What they're worried about is half their oil and gas comes from Russia. They're worried about if they're going to be able to heat their homes. Like, if Russia turns off the gas and oil, they're going to be freezing. I'm sure the guys are like, ah, we can take it. And I'm sure the women are like, oh my God, I'm already cold. I'm cold just thinking about it. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.